She won't even go on Splash Mountain because she wants to go on a carousel. Every mall has a fucking carousel. Every <laughs> mall does not have Splash Mountain. And, and, and to be fair, if she wants, really wants to go on the carousel, that's fine. But then she wants to go on it like ten times in a row, and that is not fine. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that Hello, and welcome to a very special episode, the podcast which makes everyone's vacations all about them. <laughs> I am your host, Austin Gorton. With me, recording from inside a giant aquarium, is... Carolyn Maine, and I want some nut clusters. Oh, <laughs> uh, nuts make me gag. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing uh, hallucinations of their lover everywhere they look is... <laughs> David Bitsenhofer. But I won't say which one of you two it is. <laughs> Everybody's got to make out at Disneyland. Yeah. It's, it's the, the horniest place on earth. The horniest place on earth. Yes, our summer of Disney continues as uh, we discuss Full House, Season 6, Episodes 23 and 24, The House Meets the Mouse, Parts 1 and 2, in which Jesse is sent to Disney World specifically for his job, and so, of course, all the other assholes in the Full House decide to tag along, and then everyone gets involved in various Disney-themed shenanigans. I'm not saying the... House Meets the Mouse is at all a clever name or funny, but it might be the cleverest uh, and funniest thing of this entire episode, so we got that. It does, it does they they shot their shot early and yeah. then just coasted from there, is what you're saying? Something like Something. that, I guess, you know? Yeah. Gosh, gosh, Austin, why did you pick this? You said everybody wanted it? What? I mean, this when you, t- when you s- tell people that you're going to be doing episodes about shows that went to Disney World. I feel like the Full House is one of those that uh, that people are clamoring for. And we generally get pretty good receptions when we do TGIF sitcoms. So I don't disagree. And I generally have a high tolerance. Thanks, David. That's a salient point, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I generally have a high tolerance for shitty TV. And just watching one of these episodes for the podcast. This one might have broke me, though. This one was... I don't know. I'd seen it before, too. I guess we could get into it, but... But I don't. We're not going to talk about our relationship, right? But oh, good. I hope not. <laughs> Has anyone entered into a, a steamy romance with Full House since last we discussed it? Or... It's just yeah. weirder every time we go back. It's it's. Mm. I know. Mm. I'm saying this one might have broke me. I might have been like, no, I can't. Mm. To- I can't tolerate this anymore. It was really <laughs> difficult that it was a double episode. Uh, yeah, that I 22 minutes double into 44. Oh my god. Yeah, I I was I was not too pleased about that, but it is <laughs> it is what it is. And we do cram in the mouse adventures. Spoiler. We're going to we're going to go Disney World really hard. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Do they actually meet is the mouse at all in it? Mm, uh, as yes. a parade float. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, he at one point Mickey delivers 
the full house to where Michelle is having her tea party. Oh, he's like marching them in right now. Well, yes, that. yes. He's her servant too, huh? Yes. Just like every fucking buddy else. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is, as you said, Carolyn, this is uh, Disney World, despite the fact that the uh, full house is located in San Francisco, a.k.a. not relatively far from Disneyland it's, in Anaheim. Well, all right, the awesome. other coast, if you look at the map, different one. Let's yeah. be fair. I assume this show was filmed probably in Hollywood, right? Oh, right, Which would mean right. the actors all live around there and probably get to Disneyland on a regular basis. So right, as a cast, right. where are you going to want to go? In your yeah, backyard yeah, or to Florida? Right. To America's so way. this is and this this is the <laughs> both our second Disney episode and and the chronologically second episode. Wow. Uh, the first to to be filmed in Disney World as opposed to. Uh, Disneyland. Which, as a um, Disneylander, it looks so, like, off-brand and a little <laughs> cheap to me in every shot. Oh, see, and, and as a Disney worlder, that's how I feel about Disneyland. Oh, my like, God, this you is, This is my jam, where I'm like, oh, I know all these locations. I know all these rides. Do you know... It's an entire... <laughs> it's a double-sized episode, because it's a world. They've got multiple parks they have I to... Will. You are going to have to answer a lot of questions about the Underground Aquarium for me later. All righty. I will say, the I mean, I guess... Aquarium's awesome. We'll probably get into more details as the episode goes along, but just to settle this debate, the Disneyland episode of Blossom really felt like they were at Disneyland for the most part. Yeah. Where the Disney uh-huh. World was like a fantastical vision of what Disney World would be like if you're a guest where... The, the streets are sparse, and then you get to be in the front line of every ride, and apparently the day lasts for about 80 hours, and you just... Uh, right! You know, oh, I have some <laughs> thoughts about the timing of all of this, David. <laughs> like, you're uh, never... There's yeah. no inconveniences, you're never waiting, you're like, you know... You you're can, right, this is much less realistic, mm-hmm. Austin. Well, and because... <laughs> you, you got me there. Oh, <laughs> um, it's your problem. And, uh... uh in part because they're bouncing from all of these different parks, this one feels a lot more commercially in terms of like, look at all the wonderful things that await you at Disney World. Yeah, and uh, so, I mean, you'll probably get into it because you're the most experienced at Disney World, or at least remember the most about it. But uh, So they were at different parks throughout the entire day, too? Oh yeah, they bounced between that t- Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and MGM. That, that this should take time, right? <laughs> Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, especially going looping in MGM takes time. Like you can bounce from Magic Kingdom to Epcot pretty easily because they've got They're the monorail that takes you between the two. The rail, okay. Hmm. Um, or the boat. There's a there. You can take the boat across the lagoon. A jungle boat. Uh, there is a Jungle Cruise at Disney World, but, but there are no hippos in the actual lagoon, I don't think. But I still think but, it takes uh, time, though, right? Like, this isn't, like... Well, I mean, yeah. It takes... I mean, it doesn't take, like, hours, but I mean, you have to wait for the mm-hmm. the monorail and then ride it, and it takes, I don't know, 10 minutes or so yeah. to, to bounce mm-hmm. between. But then, like, to get over to MGM from either park, pretty sure you have to take a bu- one of the, the inter inter-park buses, inter-resort buses, because... MGM isn't on the monorail loop, hmm. so that's a whole nother chunk of time. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's 
generally speaking, I don't know, at least in my experience, the few times that we, that, that I've gone, um, we really didn't ever go to more than two parks per day. And even then that, and even then that was usually like a, we might spend most of the day in one park and then hop over to the other one for dinner at a particular restaurant or to catch whatever the nightly fireworks or phantasmic or whatever the show was Mm -hmm. at another park. But yeah, there really isn't a ton of, you're going to waste a lot of time if you're bouncing around parks constantly. Yeah. I've never gone to a second location (laughs) in a, in a theme park Mm -hmm. situation. That's crazy. Like Disney land, be it one land that it is, is more than I can do in a day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, generally, you can spend a day at each park. I mean, maybe what Animal yeah, Kingdom's I mean, that's, a little smaller, but but that's changed because now it's got Avatar I know. Land, so you oh don't. Oh my god, Avatar Land! I'm trying to I don't know, have sex with you with their hair or whatever. Happens Are they better day. have sex with me with my hair? Because that's the whole thing <laughs> for me. James Cameron is so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have disagreed with you two years ago, but now somehow he's got like five sequels off of a ten-year-old movie that has no. He's been pop cooking these footprint. for the whole ten years, I and know. we all feel like right now it's gonna bomb, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be something. Yeah. All right, uh, we got an hour just to get through. So let's. Uh... Oh my I god! Know. All right, so like let's. 40, so kids interrupt sex. That's funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cold open. Jesse tries to put his hideous Moppet children to bed <laughs> in the weird college dorm attic apartment that his family lives right. in. Right. And he can't uh, shut the door on them because it is an attic apartment and the door <laughs> is not as strong as this homunculus, yeah. ugly twins. I mean, I know they live in the attic. You know, I knew that, but it hadn't seen it in a while. So it was jarring when he puts them to bed and then he sits on the couch with Rebecca and then he's like, you know, let's do it. And then she's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then they walk like three feet over and that's there's their bed. And then they just hop on the bed. And I'm like, oh, I guess they're just doing it right in their living room with the kids in the next day. All right. Yep. It is very college dorm room. Yeah. Um, also, I appreciate, David, that the proximity is what, what – uh, uh, set you off whereas for me i'm like no parents of two children that young have the energy for sex (laughs) this is i don't i don't care how uh, i don't care how horned up jesse is Austin, Um, that's the opposite of a woo noise yeah exactly it's it's like a sad trombone noise (laughs) (laughs) so yeah jesse tries to doesn't do anything all day you know this is true this is save up a lot of sex power (laughs) yeah um, yeah, so he tries to have sex with convicted criminal Lori Laughlin. She is. Um, but her kids just get in the way. Their kids get in the way of it all. Why does and, this uh, show only hire ugly twins? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know why they hire twins, but I don't know why they had to be ugly ones. Well, yeah, but the reason they hire twins makes less sense when they're actually twins they on the show. show both. Well, that's a good point, Dave. That is actually a really good point. But at Dave. least you know that they're going to have less screen time because they're not having their actor power. Yeah, yeah. Like other yeah, characters. Yeah, they, they more or less disappear. I don't even know if they appear in the second episode. They, oh, the second one? I don't know. They were, the <laughs> they were in the parade, I think, with Jesse and Rebecca. Were, Everybody's were Jesse and Rebecca parade. even in the parade? Yes. They were the first okay. ones there. Anyways. They oh, were- that's right. Anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, the uh, horny people, horny parents want to have sex, can't. That's our joke that we go into the. Yeah, the joke was uh, he's like, I know how you got out. You knocked the guards out and used your blankets yes. to climb the gates. And I'm like, I bet you Lori Laughlin's taking notes on this now. Oh, yeah. there's a joke. That's a, what a joke's like. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we get the uh, the old classic Full House yeah. opening that that. We sadly all know the lyrics too. It it's, um, it seems like it's a nostalgia reaching song, but it goes further back than ever now. Like when I was a <laughs> uh, kid, I'm like, "What did happen to the milkman?" And now I'm like, "No, what the fuck? That's from the 40s." <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew. I don't know. So it's evening TV, right? Yeah, yeah it's not the milkman, e- the paper boy, and the evening, evening TV. Because yeah, half the time I used to think it was uh, even TV, just like an even TV. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it makes as much sense. Yeah. <laughs> it really died. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. Evening TV did go away and it didn't because now it's not, we're not all watching the same channels like but, we used to do together. Well, yeah, that's that's the one element want. of that. But it's just, that's m- the one element. Lamenting feels... predictability in these things, which yes. just means, right. which to me suggests just the pa- the paper boy's coming at odd hours of the night this time. You know, like, they I just do. want a predictable paper boy who comes at 6 a.m., Every morning. <laughs> and this is like such a throwback because it did air on the same channels that were available to most people. And mm. it's only 22 minutes and it is so predictable. <laughs> the theme song wants to be predictable and it is mm-hmm. pretty predictable at this point. Yeah, what, whatever happened to predictability, uh, they stole it and they shoved it all into this yeah, show. Exactly. In it. Yep. Oh. Here we go. All right, so all right, so we come back from the credits, and Vicky is trying to leave. Vicky is uh, Danny's girlfriend at this point. Don't get too attached. And yeah, don't get too attached. Uh, Stephanie and Michelle are arguing over a box of chocolates, and Stephanie is mad that Michelle always gets her way, which is something that we in the biz call foreshadowing. Mm. So, would you want the cherry chocolate or the nut cluster? Uh, no, I'll, I, I'll take the nut cluster. Yeah. yeah. I would take the cherry, but I would definitely eat either. There's yeah. no way I'm not eating chocolate. Yeah, I mean, it, I sympathize with Stephanie mostly through this episode, but I don't know. Both of them seem pretty tasty, so, you know. Yeah, this, seem, this seems like the the least fight-worthy disagreement. But it's probably a principle of the matter thing, too, right? I'm sure it is, because let's be honest here. She's not wrong. That little fucking troll gets her way all the goddamn time. And let's let's also be fair in that I'm going to be completely unfair and just assume that Michelle was about to eat the nut cluster, and then Steph was like, great, because cherry's my favorite, and then Michelle switched to wanting the cherry just because Stephanie wanted the cherry. Yeah, 100%. Right. 100%. You have to start strategizing against Michelle. You all have to get together. (laughs) Yeah, use some reverse psychology or something. Big moves, yep. Yeah. So uh, so that that little argument aside, Vicky then leaves when her cab shows up and uh, she creepily kisses everybody on their way out. It's like it's a post COVID world now. And the way she's just running around, putting her mouth on everybody. And then later, I mean, I feel like pre COVID, I would I still raise an eyebrow. It was a little weird, but it was like, all right, until she kissed Steve and Kimmy as well. (laughs) And then I'm like, yeah, Maybe this is my like Midwestern sensibility, mm-hmm. but uh, everybody in the full house is a little too kissy kissy for my tastes. 
Yeah, we don't kiss out here, right? Well, we didn't in the West Coast. Where would they do this? Is Vicky European or something? <laughs> yeah, but everyone in the Full House, they're constantly kissing. Jesse makes out with his it's troll children true. constantly. He's always like, kiss me, troll children, and they do. Yes. It's disturbing. And then he's like, show powers. Like, you see his hair. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's a good looking dude. He's sucking which... the life out of his kids. That's what's happening here. You're just, it's just yeah, in plain you sight. Go. You don't <laughs> see it. It keeps his hair full and vibrant. Yeah, exactly. He's very dark crystal. He's very <laughs> skexy. So uh, after Vicky leaves, Danny's like, I'm sure I'm sad that my girlfriend always has to leave. And then Michelle's like, hey, bitch, why don't you propose to her? He's like, but then yeah. she might say no. And I'm like, well, if she has any sense, she would. I mean, look at this house you live in. <laughs> <laughs> it is so gross when his, like, baby is guilt-tripping him to get married. Yeah. I don't know what passes for wholesome in this universe. Uh, in the next scene, convicted criminal Lori Laughlin is typing on a hilariously old laptop when Jesse busts in and tells her that he and the Rippers will be playing at Disney World. She does. She already knows that because his agent apparently called the house already and told her. On the cordless. She didn't get an email. This is pre-email, yes. but she has a laptop. But then she whines about how they're going to have to spend their anniversary apart as a result of this, which I realize, David, is a probably accidental bit of continuity oh, wow. in that this is the season finale of season six. And I'm pretty sure that they got married in the season finale of a previous mm, season. So if you assume that all the timing lines up with the episodes, this would be around their anniversary. Right. This actually would fit that it would be their anniversary. Um, but don't worry, convicted criminal Lori Laughlin. Jesse has taken care of it. He has booked the honeymoon suite so that they can bang their hearts out when he's not performing. There's something because then she's like, "Oh, it'll be like a second honeymoon," and I'm like, "Yeah, he booked the honeymoon suite." Like, <laughs> <laughs> now you're just Way being to redundant. The they're genius. <laughs> Uh, but then I they just talk about how that they cleaned it up after Austin stayed there. Yeah, exactly. Hi oh. <laughs> um, so they talk about how they. What about the kids? I'll oh, miss the kids. Yeah. Uh, but but so what they really mean is they won't miss the kids at all. Right, but someone might power. be watching. So mm-hmm. they uh, they decide they'll take the kids along. But guess what? It's a moot point anyway. There isn't going to be any sexy time because the entire boundaries eliminating clan has decided that they're going to go to Disney World too. Uh, I was just going to say, this all suggests that everybody knew about Jesse going to Disney World before Rebecca, even though like she's the first one that should probably know about this. Well, yeah, because we find out that... Uh, so Je- Jesse is going to perform with his band, yeah. which is like technically his side hustle. His day job at this point is this dumb radio show that he does with Joe. Because everyone just magically gets awesome jobs in, in this world. Right, right. And so Joey's like, yeah, I talked to the station, and I'm going to go out, and we could do our show from Disney World, and they're going to broadcast your concert. Which, I mean, all else aside, to your point, David, when did he make that phone yeah, call? Yeah, I know. When did he make these arrangements with the radio show in the like forty-five seconds since we found out that they're going to Disney yeah, World? Shouldn't he like? You'd think after getting this gig, he, the first thing he should do is discuss it with Rebecca. Just uh, right. isn't that what you do right. as a couple? Tell and, and everybody find but out, her, and then go to her. Yeah, 
And this part's crazy because Uncle Joey just runs up into their loft yeah, attic, yeah, teenager bedroom. He doesn't <laughs> knock and he's like, are you guys busy? And he was hoping that they were getting busy. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Oh, yeah. That story yeah. checks out. This house yes. is too yeah. full, you guys. <laughs> it's, it's right there in the name. It's too full. The too full house. <laughs> it also seems like a radio station wouldn't just send somebody to Disney World on a whim, but, you know. It's great I guess podcasting, the, David. Yeah, yeah. Their radio show is so valuable, they can't be without Jesse and Joey for a week or something. I don't know. I, yeah, I know. It seems a little like if it was Danny doing like a segment, like a TV segment or something, you could maybe buy it more. But I don't know. We, I don't even know what their fucking radio show is about. Oh, like, they never say that, do they? are the Rush Hour Renegades, Austin. I don't know what more you need. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> after the season, they don't even have the gig anymore or something. Like, I don't know. Like They're the morning zoo, aren't they? Uh, well, I think it's, yeah. The question is, is it a morning show or is it a afternoon Rush Hour? Well, I mean, this Spanish is California, morning. so Rush Hour is just all day, right? <laughs> and then I think it's a music radio stage, so they just have to be goofy for like five minutes at a time and then put on a yeah yeah song. it has yeah, puppets it, it, on it and puppets aren't good on the radio uh, not not generally <laughs> it seems I mean, I like, like a poor use of the radio's time and money is <laughs> yeah. what it comes down to all you had to say is hiring joey and jesse is a poor use of x's time and money agree um so the kids are out of school which I guess, anyway, kids spring are out of school. School. Well, but if it's spring break, then the continuity with their anniversary mm. probably doesn't line up. But whatever. Uh, spring break. Woo! Winter season and Danny finale is in spring, or you think it's later? I don't know. No. Well, but like spring break's March. The season mm. finale would be like end of May if we're going off of calendar. All dates. you're anyway. saying is the timing of the episodes line up, not necessarily where those episodes <laughs> fall in the calendar year. Fair enough. He Fair enough. For it, he wished upon a star, and it did not work <laughs> out this time. Uh, Danny's show is going to be in reruns, which is fair enough. They they covered that, mm-hmm. but you do also feel like if he like, I can't imagine he gets a ton of time off because it's like a weekly show you'd feel like he would have already had plans yeah, for that probably. week that have now been scuttled but that's the least egregious sit in this setup i guess and again it would make more sense to do something visual at disneyland rather than recording a show there yeah, unless there's <laughs> right. like really valuable fully you get from fish bubbles but we'll get there. <laughs> right <laughs> Um, so the most egregious part of this setup is that Danny doesn't want Kimmy to come along, despite Kimmy being the best thing, uh-huh. uh, the best one in this full house. Uh, and then he tells, he tries to tell her that the Tanner budget is tight, which has to be the first <laughs> and only time in the history of this show that money was ever suggested to be a problem in any way. Well, was this before or after they dumped a whole bunch of cement in the kitchen? I think this was after... Probably after. Or no, this is before, I think. I don't know. Who knows? I'm just saying if they went broke after that, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) All I'm saying is Danny's full of shit, and he's using this as an excuse to keep Kimmy away. That's true. Because they all oddly don't like Kimmy. But uh, she's like she's got it covered because her parents will pay to get her out of the house. Her parents also don't like her, and so they'll pay for her to just not be around. But Steve doesn't get a come, and he's like a hunk. Yeah, For no reason we're ever given. He's just like, I'll miss you. I'll miss you. Money, <laughs> I 
Well, I guess. Well, it would be funny yeah. if, like, uh, Danny's like, Kimmy, you know, budget's tight, <laughs> we can't bring you. And then she's like, actually, my parents will pay. And then Steve's like, oh, I can't go. Oh, we can pay for you, Steve. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and then we get another little bit about how Michelle wants the window seat and um, she gets her fucking way. Well, again, we don't so know, I guess, on that one. Yeah, we, I know. We, but she's not. We know. Yeah, we, we know. We, we know. know. She probably makes, she probably gets first class, too. Oh, my God. Why does this show cram her down our throats? And obligatory shout out, Billy Superstar, who reviewed this whole series previously, kind of brought us together, like. He called it out so scathingly in his reviews, but I will say for the record that Michelle is awful. She's like that children of the corn in the Twilight Zone who sends you out to the cornfield. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole family is selfish, but then she's like this yeah. queen of the selfish people. Like, <laughs> she yeah. always wins mm. for why. In the land of the selfish, the most selfish one is yeah. his king. I don't know. Right, right, right. Yeah, is this... This might be our first Full House episode without Ryan. Yeah, it could be. Miss you, buddy. Yeah. All right. So we get a little plane taking off that segues into some establishing shots of Epcot and the Magic Kingdom and the Grand Floridian Hotel, which is where they're staying. That hotel is also the closest hotel to Magic Kingdom um, and is on the monorail route. So that helps a little bit with some of the back and forth that they do. Um but it's... I, I like that you're concerned very much about the time schedules. You're right. How are they having this vacation? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. initially. Yeah, it's just as, as the day winds on and you feel like they're crossing multiple time periods and zipping back and forth. I'll tell you when I first got suspicious, but we'll get there. <laughs> all right. Um, so they, they, uh, they all march out of the hotel and Goofy and Donald show up because that's how it works. Characters just randomly appear mm-hmm. when you're coming out of the hotel and uh, and there. cavort and caper about with you. They do. This was so cringe. This whole thing was cringe, but this is when I'm like checking the timestamp and I'm like, I'm five minutes in. <laughs> you're like, fuck, one. Like five minutes in. <laughs> it's not good. It was not good. These Disney, uh, these shows go to Disney seem to love, love to have the characters there, right? The mascots. Yep. And they're right, always just alone. Nobody's trying to like, inter- no one else is trying to interact with them. You know, there's no random, right. there's no right. crowd around them. Very realistic. Yeah. A hundred percent. Joey uh, does all these bits and Joey's so irritating. And uh, they're oh, like, it's not funny what he does. He's like Robin Williams without the talent. Mm-hmm. He's like, now we're hockey players. So Robin Williams. Yeah. Throughout the majority uh, of this episode, he's wearing like a sport coat, blazer, button-up shirt, and then shorts. And usually wardrobe doesn't bother me. I just don't pay attention. That annoyed the shit out of me the entire time. Like, David, I am I am so pleased that you called that out. <laughs> Because you better believe I have it in my notes, but I did not expect that to come from you. And that just that just makes I barely notice what people wear most of the time, and this time I'm like, no, this is unacceptable. But even you are like, sport coated shorts is hot garbage. <laughs> this is nonsense. Why are we doing it? And I think what really happens is a lot of times you just saw him from the waist up, so it just looked like he was in a sport coat. I'm like, well, they're stupid mm-hmm. Joey, but he's in a sport coat. And then you'd see a wide shot, suddenly he's in short, and it kind of looks like he's naked or like not wearing pants. Well, I mean, it's because he's wearing shorts, and he looks, yeah. throws I, you off. You're I like, don't that looks know. ugly. I don't know. 
I will say, I don't know if this was actually an early 90s thing or just an early 90s TV thing, but I know Steve on 90210 would do that a lot, too, and it always disturbed me as a kid, too. it didn't look good. like, you know, we don't wear a sport coat with shorts. It doesn't match. At least he's a 19-year-old character. Joey is, like, 32 going on 45, and it's just disgusting. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, we get some more kissing. Everybody's kissing again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we get a home alone joke. The guy, they, they make babies kiss the yeah. suit yeah, characters. Je- they're like, oh, we, we have to go do our, our things. So Jesse is going to go to do his rehearsal. And uh, convicted criminal Lori Laughlin is sad. But he's like, oh, it's just this quick rehearsal. And then I'll be back and we can have sexy time. And so then he kisses his hideous Moppet children. And Joey is going to go meet an old friend of his who's an animator. Yeah. And so... <laughs> buckle up for that off. one. But yeah, buckle up, people. I uh, have a lot to say. <laughs> so they run off. We find out that Vicky is coming into town as well. Uh, but Danny is still waffling on proposing. Uh, he has printed out itineraries for everybody, which is... I, is what it is, I guess. It's a bit much. I don't know, but I might appreciate it if someone just told me where to go instead of me wandering around aimlessly. Right. It's, I mean, it's one of those where I'm like, is it that different from like you have the app on your phone now and you like mm-hmm. try to figure out where you're going to go anyway? Uh, they all throw the itineraries in the garbage as they walk off, which is a joke, I guess. Um, so then we get a Magic Kingdom entryway montage as the girls come into the magic kingdom. And this was the, the one spot where I felt like there was a crowd yeah. in yeah. terms of like, they walked in and I even thought for a minute, like, Oh, okay. They're actually going to be semi-realistic about this and, and show a crowd. And then never again mm. until like the parade when they're in the parade. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't even matter that there's crowds. Um, so then we get, this whole setup where there's a Aladdin like yeah. pop up pavilion. So this is you know <laughs> Which we're, I'm we're sure in Aladdin every every day at Disney at Magic Kingdom, right? Right. A... Does when the tanners are there. <laughs> so when we were at Disneyland last episode, Belle was the you know the hot new character mm-hmm. that flirted with Blossom's dad. Now we have moved on into Aladdin times. Well, of course, there's so a... Aladdin is heavily featured here and then and for another reason yeah and for another reason uh yes which is that uh well okay so there's this whole aladdin setup and there's a guy who i'm pretty sure is doing brown face (laughs) talking about how um they kids can come up and rub the lamp not a euphemism (laughs) and if the genie appears then they get to be the prince and princess for the day and get three wishes and if you've ever watched full house before you know where this is going (laughs) uh michelle goes up my favorite part about this setup is there's no line it's just who's next and you just have to listen to the kid who says i'm next and then they get to go yeah a hundred percent not that Disney wouldn't have like an entire queue dedicated yeah, exactly. to this and you'd probably have to purchase a fast pass ticket to get in the line. And uh, yeah. So Michelle and Stephanie are arguing over who gets to go up next. And of course, Michelle gets to go up next. Mm-hmm. And of course, Michelle makes the genie appear through a little bit of uh TV stagecraft, mm-hmm. like and nothing else. Like there's no verisimilitude. I cannot believe that this giant 
fiberglass genie just blimps onto screen. Like, what? Show me the Disney magic. Was it fiberglass? I always thought it was just like an inflated balloon, like a that, that parade. That might be so. Fiberglass balloon. would be big. It's probably yeah. inflated, but I can't tell because it looks more solid than later yeah. at the float. But like, give me the magic. Show me a poof of glitter. Show me a cloud. Do anything well, I think here. It's, I think what it boils down to is because this isn't actually a thing that happened yeah. at Disney World. <laughs> right. This is something that the, that this show put in here. Um. So, yes, Michelle gets to be princess for a day, uh, which, I mean, she's a princess every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, the other thing that happens in this sequence is DJ starts hallucinating Steve as being every guy that she sees yeah, in the park. This is the first one. She thinks is Steve because she misses him so much. And it's notable that this first one, she sees Aladdin and thinks that it's Steve, which would actually be appropriate because of course the actor who plays Steve on full house was the non singing voice of Aladdin in Disney's Aladdin. It's totally all I can think about during this whole episode, (laughs) which makes it kind of weird that they don't have Steve in more of the ep that they didn't bring him along. But I, I guess the only thing I can come up with for why Steve is not there is because they needed DJ to have a plot line. <laughs> yeah. And that plot line is she misses her boyfriend, so she sees him everywhere. Now, let me ask you a question, Austin. Uh-huh. So they go to Disney World, which means in the Full House universe, Disney exists. Uh-huh. And they have the Aladdin set up, so the Aladdin movie exists. Who uh-huh. is the non-singing voice of Aladdin in the Full House universe? <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> this this is like the tree falling in the forest Zen uh, meditation like riddle, a, isn't it, David? Ouroboros or something. Yes, yeah, an Ouroboros. Yeah. Maybe the voice is Dustin Diamond. <laughs> went out for flounder. Oh God, that's I right. I can buy that. <laughs> really thought he'd get it, but. Ugh. Yeah. Also, there's a whole bit where uh, Kimmy rubs Stephanie's face in about how, like, oh, if you'd gone first, you would have been the princess, mm-hmm. which assumes that it's random and not yeah. that there's someone that just was like, oh, we'll give it to that little girl. I'm tired. Exactly. Right. Like, this is kind of what the sword in the stone that Joey Lawrence was trying to do, I mm-hmm. think, is like. And I don't know how much of it is a thing because, well, I mean, this plot couldn't really happen. Disney's not going to give a little troll child everything they want. Yeah, Disney's like three gonna wishes. Disney's going to leave that kid for money. Yeah, they'd be it. like, you get three wishes. Each one costs $1,000. There and, you go. And I assume Michelle is just going <laughs> to wish for her mom Disney. to be back alive, but that didn't happen either. Uh, she is not that unselfish. <laughs> well, she she makes the wish. The world peace. Uh she makes the wish that she wants world peace, and then they're like, "Okay, we can't do that, fucking." It's got to be within the confines. Yeah, the confines of the park, and so then she says, "All right, she wishes to never have to wait in line for any rides today," mm-hmm. which is fine. But if she was really smart about it, she would wish to never have to wait in line for a ride at any Disney park she ever went to ever for the rest of her life. I mean, she could wish for a little, like, why why not wish for a million dollars, right? Or, or, I know, I I don't know. 
It's one Make of the reasons Walt why Disney. this would never actually happen in a real park, or the wishes would be right. very specific. Seriously, I think the closest you get to this is the buttons that we had on our honeymoon. Yeah. That they also gave to people for, like, their birthday or their first Disney trip or whatever. And all it gets you is, like, happy greetings from dead-eyed cast mm-hmm. members and maybe a free dessert every I once mean, in a while. I could see them doing some sort of contest, maybe like this, probably set up a little differently. But the outcomes would have very specific results right like you get this right. and you get like they probably give you columbia house 10 free CDs. yeah exactly like this is what you're well, going to like three to, wishes to point, asterisk David. these are your three wishes <laughs> in in this in this sequence we find out or in the scene we find out that um there's a parade later in the day and she gets to be in the parade yeah. as part of her like princess for a day thing and that's sort of, that's what you would do it's we pick one lucky kid a day who gets to be in the parade yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the princess for the day and they get to ride in the parade like, okay that's realistic i could see them doing that they pick some kid at random they have a special spot on the parade every day where that whoever kid gets picked that day gets to ride and wave at everybody and that's that your princess for a day like that's a a reasonable version of this before they throw in this three wishes nonsense. And like how many kids after this went to Disney world, hoping to get their shot at becoming princess for a day and just never finding this magical Aladdin set up that. Well, like, I guess you, if you're planning on going to magic kingdom, but you can't be there first thing in the morning, are you just screwed out of the chance to be princess for the day? Seems like it has some, some flaws in the approaches. All I'm saying. Uh, yeah. And then they're like, here's the princess for the day. And everyone there all claps for her like they didn't want to be princess for the day or whatever. It's just Right, right. Everyone adores Michelle, I suppose. Anyways. Ste- yeah, Stephanie is the only, even DJ is like, isn't this a fun yeah. thing that our sister gets to do? And <laughs> Stephanie's like, nuts to that nonsense, which I'm with you, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So Joey is off visiting his friend, the animator. Can we just skip this? Okay. <laughs> no. All of this no. is going on. No, okay. First of all, first of all, Joey has friends. Uh, That's not right. Joey make a friend. Is it on the free forum? This is an acquaintance who's too nice to say no. (laughs) How do I find one of those? It would be so fun to run around the animator studio slash. They wouldn't let you do that. Yeah, probably not. Well, so the 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 big thing here is they don't say this, but he's at MGM, the 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 more Hollywood studio esque of the theme parks and it was a big deal when it opened that it was a working studio so like you actually had animators that were working on the major disney projects that worked out of florida and animated directly from mgm and so if you went to mgm the theme park there was a part of the park that you could tour on a guided fully controlled with a tour guide tour that like took you through areas where you could see like animators at their desk drawing things or the big computers where they're running through the the processing and all that but the idea was supposed to be that right the idea was supposed to be that it was a a theme park and a working studio and i mean it's still you do that i don't know if they i don't think they do the tours anymore the last time that i was there i don't think they had that running but it is still a working studio and up until um florida's descent into pure fascism um there was talk that disney was going to move i believe that they were going to move almost all of their animation operations into the disney world setup in florida but now they they have now backed away from that and are no longer 
requiring people to transfer to Florida and are pull, starting to pull animators out of Florida, I believe. But, um, yeah, so Joey is wandering through the studio with his friend, the animator, who is an actual Disney animator, according to the Gruel Orphans. Yeah, I kind of suspected that. He yeah, looks okay. like an animator, he like looks, little bushy mustache he and bald so head. so nerdy. He looks like a Ned Flanders, but more nerdy. And you're like, okay, this guy's a super nerd. But then you see in his cubicle his self-portrait, and he drew himself like he looks, but a nerd. He draws, he draws a little puffy face. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, he gets it. Mm-hmm. This guy gets it. And he has a very beautiful drawing of Belle looking in a fractured mirror, which looks like he drew it too. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I suspect right. that might have just been his desk. I mean, they probably, you know, you clean it up right. or whatever for filming, but. Right, I have had gum on it before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then Joey just starts fucking doodling, right? Yeah. In his animation. <laughs> Is that against, hat. like, the artist code? It's gotta be, like, against the union, right? Is he, uh, right. Is he part of the animators' union? What's he doing? He's just going crazy and. And he shouldn't be allowed to do it because, like, well, I, I use files when I draw long stuff, but this guy uses pen and paper, right? So he's, like, drawing in the middle of Lilo and Stitch right there. Just yeah. Joey's <laughs> weird self-insert Mary Sue character having sports ball heads. Okay, that's the scene. Yeah, he just starts hallucinating and talking to the drawing he made, which is, like, a drawing of himself, I guess, and then... Mm-hmm. It's it's good and not good, right? It's over animated in that mm-hmm. old Disney way, and at the same time, like we're supposed to buy that Joey Uncle Joey is almost a professional animator in yeah. terms of drawing ability. I don't know. And then like, uh, but Mark- he's like hallucinating. So if someone just popped their head over a cube or something and looked at him, he'd just be giggling to himself, looking at a, like a <laughs> dumb drawing. <laughs> Which I mean. That's probably what you see if you just look at Joey when no one's watching probably. anytime, I feel like. Right, um, right. So Mark Hen is the name of the animator mm-hmm. in question. Uh, and and the, the only interesting thing I found in this scene is that in the back of his cube, you can see that he has some, like, reference pictures hanging up of what are clearly meant to be um, references for the Lion King. No. They're, like, African savannah kind of trees and stuff and he was in fact an animator that worked on the lion king so he was probably working on that when they filmed this yeah, interesting and joey just interrupts everything to just <laughs> fuck off <laughs> it's uh, probably and in the middle of simba's death <laughs> his dad died joey just there, blew in like that yeah, and wasted paper there's the joey cartoon just be like oh my head's a baseball <laughs> <laughs> So that is. You can't take um, it out. It's just stuck there. <laughs> so that's basically. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was Joey's... three minutes. We're never getting back. I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was. And we were talking like how much of a commercial this seems like. Like that's it. That's the entire sequence. Mm-hmm. Like they're just. Hey, guess what? Animators work at MGM, and here's Joey Riffin for a few minutes. And it's funny too because he talks about how like he's like oh for a big cartoon head like me it's great to be in here. And I didn't feel like. Joey was ever that much of a Disney guy. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's always Albert. Rocky and Bullwinkle and Popeye and all right. of that sort of, yeah. If you want to feel really sad, some animator spent like three weeks on that. <laughs> <laughs> right, that stupid cartoon of animated Joey. Real paper. That was a talent. Just, it was great. Yeah, yeah. 
talent. Wow, wasted I never on. even thought of it that way. That's, that makes me even more mad. His wrist hurt when he went to sleep because he drew all that dumb baseball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you feel when you get that assignment, right? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny meets up with Vicky at the Germany Pavilion of Epcot. Yeah. Um, a bird magically lands yeah, on her. Yeah, but not just any bird. That looked like a parrot or something. Like, that did not <laughs> yeah. look like a native bird of Florida. So now I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where that bird came from. Like, it's like a parakeet. I, yeah. right? David, look, I have been to Disney World several times, and I can tell you that when you are in Disney, if you sit near a fountain and hold out your hand, one or more exotic-looking <laughs> birds will land on your hands in a very picturesque moment. Yeah, all right. Every time, all the time. Yes. Yeah, your story probably checks out. Like how there's no mosquitoes. They're robot Disney birds World. that Disney has programmed to <laughs> perform these these feats. Um, so they are uh, they are sitting outside of the beer garden, which is one of my favorite, my wife and I's favorite restaurants at uh, Disney World because it's an all you can eat German buffet. And there's beer. Wow. And there's beer yeah. in large large tankards. Yeah. Um. And they, uh, Danny tries to propose, but then the Germans invade and polka them away. <laughs> they come out and start um, dancing with them. And I guess it's also notable right. that apparently there's nobody else there. So, I'm, so there's right. no this choice is like for them with who to dance with. Like you see some people milling in the background, mm-hmm. but you're, it's not clear if that's staff or people, but like the whole area around <laughs> Bob Saget and whatever the actress that plays Vicky is, has just been completely cleared mm-hmm. of people. So of course the pokers have to grab them to do their polka. It also seems weird that he meets her in the park. Yeah. Like that they wouldn't meet up like at the hotel or at the front gate and walk in together, but it's like deep in Epcot is where he especially finds her when for the first time before cell phones. Right. 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 How they even plan that? And why did the Germans have to grab them? Why can't they just dance with themselves? Yeah, I mean, They're how crazy. often do the Germans come out of the beer house and start poking with people? Is my question. <laughs> I think like it's hourly. <laughs> the they go cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, back at Magic Kingdom, we see that now Michelle's ugly troll face is being plastered all over the park <laughs> with the princess for the day signs. Being a fascist invasion. Like, that's, yeah, we, isn't yeah, that just right? asking for Michelle to get bullied by like older kids? Who are... They don't do it. Why does no one revolt? They're much yeah, exactly. bigger than her. It takes entirely too long for a populist uprising to take no, place here. You're telling me, buddy. <laughs> And basically, this whole scene is just her being a real bitch about being the princess for a day. She won't even go on Splash Mountain because she wants to go on a carousel. Every mall has a fucking carousel. Every <laughs> mall does not have Splash Mountain. And, and, and to be fair, if she wants really wants to go on the carousel, that's fine. But then she wants to go on it like ten times in a row, and that is not fine. It's not exactly. fine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jesse meets up with his chud kids at Mickey's Toontown. Mm. His rehearsal is over with, um, but he now he has to go do the radio no, show. No. To be clear, Rebecca reminds him that he has to do the radio show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Convicted criminal Lori Laughlin reminds him that uh, he is he's this is a working vacation for him. Uh, he needs to go do his uh, uh, radio show 
with Joey, and he's like, no, no, that's cool. I'll meet up with you. We'll have a nice lunch, and we'll go for a romantic lagoon ride where we can, like, fuck in the boat. And she's like, I don't think this is possible. I think time is not your friend here. And he's like, I could do it all. Well, this is where he's talking about me. So they got into the park, and then he had rehearsal. Yep. His rehearsal went late. Yep. Then he meets up with convicted criminal Laurie Laughlin. But uh, then he has to do a radio show. Check. And regardless of if it's a, quote, late lunch, how the hell is it still going to be lunchtime at all? Like, to me, that seems like you're, it's 4 or 5 p.m. at that point, right? Like, Right. So uh, let's, I mean, let's game this out <laughs> a little bit. So let's say park doors open 8 a.m. Yeah. So that's we see them leaving the hotel. They meet Goofy and Donald. They get their itineraries. It's you know seven thirty, seven forty five. They get in the park. It's eight a.m. Jesse goes and does his his uh, his rehearsal. Um, I think at one point he says it's only supposed to be an hour. I he says just but then here be he short. Says, but to me, like, that could be it. Yeah, an hour means like even if it's an hour of rehearsal time, that's going to at least be two hours, right? Like. Let's say this is let's say this is eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. at this point. So he's like, "Let's meet for lunch. That's reasonable." Oh, but you have to do your radio show. How long is your radio <laughs> show? Twenty minutes. <laughs> at the I mean, it's like at the very least hours. two hours, and that's not counting any prep. And you see when you see where their radio show is, that's a hell of a lot of prep they have to do before right? and after. Right. And so, yeah. Spoiler alert: we see that their radio show happens over lunch mm-hmm. because they interrupt Vicky and Danny who are having lunch which is fine like that fits the timeline but yes you would assume by the time that radio show is done you are at best looking at three in the afternoon mm-hmm. four in the afternoon which whatever you can eat lunch whatever the fuck you want to eat lunch it's vacation but don't act like you're gonna have this like romantic yeah. lunch with your wife when it's just not yeah. realistically possible but then even all right well we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it <laughs> Um, I did enjoy, this was a, one of those like, oh yeah, that's what life was like back then. When he comes running up, he has the like camera, like, uh, you know, it's just a camera and it has a strap that he has like slung over his shoulder. He takes a picture with it. And it was just one of those reminders of what life used to be. I I really can't make any jokes that are in good taste about this, but he did give the kids Mickey ears and Blossom has kind of ruined Mm -hmm. that for me. (laughs) He did set that off on a town. Did he tell the kids to leave the ears on when he gets all his power kisses? (laughs) He steals their soul. Carolyn went for it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm disappointed that they don't go into the Hall of Presidents in this two-parter so we can find out what other presidents are horny. Is Abe keeping it up? Who's who's hard right now? Right. Yeah, so then we cut back to Epcot, which is where Danny and Vicky were, so that's cool. Um, they are having lunch at the restaurant that is part of the Living Seas. Oh my god. This was another very, like, look at them advertising how awesome Disney World is, because yeah. the the Living Seas restaurant was one of those things that they really liked to crow about, that you could eat in the middle of this aquarium, and I guess it was cool that you could see the fish that were then on your plate when you ate them, I guess. Wow, I don't know. that's brutal. Um, I don't believe it's there anymore. The restaurant, it's now the know. the Seas with Nemo and friends oh, that yeah, got rebranded. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but I also, I mean, the aquarium and all of that is still yeah. there. Oh, I wow. don't think the restaurant is still around. What if I want to eat Nemo while looking at Nemo? Mm-hmm. Right? I get, not anymore, Carolyn. Not yeah, anymore. I'm going to have to go to the Rainforest Cafe. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is, <laughs> the Living Seas is the non-animatronic version of the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> uh, so they're eating lunch, and Danny tries to propose to Vicky. But then it turns out that Jesse and Joey are doing their radio show from inside the aquarium. Why the hell yes, would they do their radio show from inside an aquarium? I have how do- so many questions. <laughs> how? how? Like, yeah. not why. How? How does this work? Where is the – how are they broadcasting? How did the equipment that they use to broadcast get to where it is that they're broadcasting? Uh, how? Why and How? So they're, it just happened they were scuba certified and able to just – Dive into aquariums with fish, and I do the marine biologists sign on to them? I don't know. Being nobody helped them enter or exit their tank where they have to record, and to the beginning, they're not in the tank. They're just like combing their hair, like right by Danny's table. Yeah, at this point, we used to just like dive under there, and right, yeah. At this point, we just see them swimming up to the glass where Danny and Vicky are. And then Vicky makes a joke about Jesse getting his hair wet. And then they both take off. The, so it's they're scuba diving. Mm-hmm. So they have the breathing thing in their mouth. And they have the goggles on their face. And then they both take off their, their goggles. Like they're superheroes taking off their masks mm-hmm. in a movie so that the audience can see their handsome mugs. And then we see, oh, it's Jesse and it's Joey. And then Jesse proceeds to, like, comb his hair underwater and it's, you know, great big yucks and all that. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you wear those goggles for a reason. You're in a fucking saltwater tank. Oh, like, <laughs> I'm not saying your eyes are going to burn out of your skull, but it can't be terribly comfortable. They're doing it for the bit. Why are they so obsessed with interrupting Danny? And every time Danny talks to anyone in this, he's, like, suffering, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he hates his family. His house is too full. <laughs> how who paid for doing this radio show underwater and why i don't know I, their radio what, station yeah and what benefit i know does doing a radio show from I a mean, tank of water give to its the listeners? only reason you do a radio show from a tank of water is for advertisement right like if i was starting a new weird <laughs> aquarium and i'm like you know what'd be a cool stunt is to have people in there maybe they do a radio show and sure, talk sure. about it. i don't think disney yeah. needed that from a San Francisco <laughs> rush hour doofuses. Sh- I, I'm sure that Disney loved the publicity that came with one of the top rated shows on TV doing an episode set yeah. in Disney World in which two of their dumbass characters cavort about in their fancy Living Seas Aquarium. Mm. I do not understand what a local San Francisco drive time radio show has would yeah, give yeah. the Disney Corporation in exchange. You guys are both acting like we're not recording this podcast under a underwater volcano right now. I'm actually on the moon, but you know. <laughs> Every time our audio is bad, one of us was on the moon. Yeah, yeah. So many gruel orphans died to get David on the moon. <laughs> You're I not just want to thank everybody travel. for helping me getting. I couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> so we'll we'll come back to the to the underwater chicanery. Uh, we return okay. to the Magic Kingdom, where DJ is continuing to hallucinate Steve all over the park, and Michelle is continuing to be a tyrant. Yeah, this is where and she then, wants to go on the carousel eight million times in a row. Right, what? and a so. Piece of shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they get off the carousel, and Stephanie's like, can we finally do the one thing that I want to do yeah. that is an iconic Disney thing and is different than a fucking carousel? And Michelle's like, no, I want to ride the carousel for the umpteenth time. And this is the point in which the older girls, DJ and Kimmy, are finally like, okay, this is getting old. Yeah, Let's yeah. So that they kind of they, they get together with Stephanie, and they very rightly have a conversation about how Michelle's being a little bitch <laughs> well, and they should probably fair. do something about the, it. DJ just says Michelle is getting a bit bossy and that's enough for Michelle to be like nuts to these guys. They're yeah, holding me yeah. accountable for my actions. And so as, as, as Ryan would point out again and again, bless his soul in his full house reviewed reviews, Michelle has this like unerring ability to flip everything around mm-hmm. and make it about her. So it's like she's being a tyrant. All DJ says is you're kind of being bossy, and she's like, "I'm the hurt one. I'm the aggrieved yeah, exactly. party here." And she storms off. And then what sucks is that the show seems to reinforce it because then we get like the sad music mm-hmm. as she storms off away from her family who dared to call her on her tyranny. <laughs> Right. Even the park jumps in to, like, praise her. It's really terrible to see Michelle celebrated, like, over and over in this. Mm-hmm. So she storms off. They realize she's gone and that they can't find her. And then back at the Living Seas restaurant, Danny receives a phone call on a humorously large mobile phone <laughs> and learns that Michelle is lost. I'm not sure how that worked, but whatever. Like, it was Mickey Mouse calling yeah. him. Well, no, I mean, I <laughs> assume did... the kid, you know, DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy alerted some sort of a f- Disney authority that there's a missing kid on the loose, right? <laughs> right, but how did said authority know where Danny was? Yeah, that's was? the question. Unless His they, itinerary. Unless they knew he was gonna, yeah, the itinerary, you tell him. <laughs> what, so then I was like, maybe he made reservations at the restaurant. Yeah. Right. And they recorded what table. So I, I'm getting down to the. Like, uh, they call the officials. They tell him who their dad is. They say, I think he was going to have lunch at the Living Seas mm-hmm. with his girlfriend. So then they go, they call the Living Seas. And then how does the Living Seas know what table to bring the phone to? Because they say, we're looking for Danny Tanner. And they're like, oh, noted morning show host of the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> More noted co-host of Wake yeah, Up San yeah, exactly. Francisco. Yeah. Nationally syndicated anyway, Wake Up San Francisco. <laughs> he finds out that his hideous troll daughter is missing. He seems upset about this for some reason. And we end the episode on uh, the girls wandering around screaming her name through I mean, this, the sparse crowds of people as the episode that kind ends. Marsha, like, Marsha, Marsha. Uh, contradicts my statement that they went to Disney authorities because you don't think they'd also be wandering <laughs> around the park aimlessly yelling her name if they went to somebody to then right. find her. Like, hello authorities, can you contact our dad? Meanwhile, we're going to inefficiently yell <laughs> yeah, her name. Exactly. Like, alright girls, you get on that. Also, I feel like she'd be easy to find since they've got her fucking I princess know. for a day picture up all over oh the goddamn God. park. I don't know. Princess Jasmine got out in Agrabah and cavorted with that's, Aladdin. So you know, that's true. Nice reference there, David. I appreciate that. Very topical. <laughs> it's just like why they don't. Why does anybody care that she's gone? Right. I mean, it's <laughs> easy to say, but really, why aren't the sisters like 
let's go on Splash Mountain yeah, three times and then call the restaurant. <laughs> if this show had like the smallest bit of edge to mm-hmm. it, how great would it have been if while TJ and Kimmy are running around screaming Michelle's name, Stephanie's like, all right, well, I'm going to go do Splash Mountain. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and just like, so like we see them screaming and then we see Stephanie going down Splash Mountain. <laughs> She's also screaming. Right, a different kind of scream. The screams of joy from Splash Mountain, which was still racist back then. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, it's technically still racist. I don't think they've actually finished the rebranding, but anyway. Right. That's the end of part one. Oh, God, there's a whole other fucking Yay, we're done. What? (laughs) It's a lot more exciting, that's for sure. At least Blossom had the temerity to do this all in one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Robots. (laughs) It was Um, hard to beat Austin. Thank you. And they had a better concert to end it, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Rippers do nothing but rip farts. That's what I fucking say. Oh, my God. Wait till we get to the Rippers. (laughs) You could write for Rolling Stone, Karen. We dive right back into scene one. Uh, Michelle is dancing with a steel drum band outside yeah. of the enchanted tiki room. A steel drum okay, band that is very unconcerned about this child with no supervision around so her. You know? She's the like, princess for the day, yeah. David. You don't question the monarch when she appears <laughs> in your midst. So, like, when Michelle was running away, my first thought is, like, she's going to get trafficked immediately. And then it does <laughs> seem like, because of Epcot, maybe she's overseas already yeah, having been trafficked. Yeah, are you trafficked, in other countries when you go to Epcot, you know? Like, different still, laws. This is, still, uh, this is still Magic Kingdom. Mm. This is the tiki room where the birds are that sing the tiki song. <laughs> I do love them a lot. Um... And Michelle's Basically, just so irritating when she's dancing and she's just like commandeering this whole band until they like get Snow White to narc on her, basically. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so she's dancing and she's like, You don't think I'm bossy? And they're like, Of course not. And you're like, You just met her and she hasn't done anything. <laughs> Give it time. Um, and she's dancing in front of everybody else who apparently is not allowed to dance with the band. So. <laughs> Only I may dance. But I mean, it's like the Twilight Zone episode, right? If if yeah. the, if the omnipotent princess says, "Am I bossy?" What are you going to say? Yes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's good uh, that Bart did that. Yep. It's good that Bart did that. So Snow White shows up. I don't know if this is the same Snow White who infamously sang with Rob Lowe and ruined that one Oscars. But what? Um, do I need to look that up? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a uh, an Oscars ceremony not long before this episode aired, in which Rob Lowe and yep. someone playing Snow White as part of a musical number performed "Proud Mary," yeah, either okay. on its own or as part of a montage, and it was pretty terrible and is often held up as one of the more like ridiculous and terrible moments in Oscars history. I'm gonna watch that later. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's it's hilariously terrible. Um, so Snow White seems to know that Michelle's family is looking for her, mm-hmm. but also continues this princess for a day nonsense, as if she does have magical powers and would turn Snow White into a hill of snow if she angered her or something. yeah i mean i don't know I, I always felt they were just trying to like let's get her into a safe location and then bring the family to her but i don't i don't grab her wrist know, and be I like know. i've got her i mean i don't know you're an adult for <laughs> fuck's sake snow white um 
so yes, Michelle, she, she basically like gets Michelle to use her second wish, which is to have a tea party with Mickey and all of his friends. And then her and Michelle go, her and Snow White go off to do that. Not even go back to parents. It's time for the tea party. Well, this is all part of their gambit to make her miss her family, and it works out wonderfully. I didn't know how they predicted that this would happen, so we're just having a wonderful time at the tea party, but I guess, you know. I also am really excited about how all these Disney characters are so concerned with making sure Michelle learns to miss her family. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so back at Epcot, Joey and Jesse are finishing their radio show, which we now see is occurring inside, like, a... a like underwater vehicle kind of thing yeah Yeah, it's like like a a clear tank mm. so you can look at them and it doesn't just that their hair is dried off so they scuba'd in there and then they hair dried their hair in the tank well yeah to to your point david here we have an indication of how long their radio (laughs) show must be long (laughs) enough for jesse's hair to have dried of course you have people eating lunch and being like why are those two yahoos in my like scenic (laughs) view you know which, because they can't, it's not like they're broadcasting the radio show through the yeah, restaurant exactly. either. Like, they would probably suck people. if they did. Yeah, wow. So then they say, like, okay, it's time to go. And Joey does this thing where he's like, oh, no, there's sharks out yeah. there. And I'm I'm <laughs> deathly afraid of sharks, mm. which is dumb in terms of it's never come up before. But it's also dumb in terms of you were just in the tank with the sharks mm. at the end of the last fucking episode. Yeah, Joey, you were tapping on the glass. Joey sucks so much. I don't know. That, also, there's very few redeeming characters on this show, so I don't know. They're doing this without the assistance of any Disney staff? I know, I know. Nobody's no in the tank. process that gets them in and out of this <laughs> tank. No, they have not. to do it on their own, which is what we see happen. Also, I, I think I they're just, in their... Like, so they did, did they do the entire show in their wetsuits, which just seemed uncomfortable, I guess. I don't know. Right. And the it, recording equipment got into right. this bubble how? I think it already was in there, which, I mean, I don't really know, right? <laughs> but And also, I say, bet... Like, why don't they need a technician to record? Neither of them. It's not that hard, but neither of them are smart enough to press record on the class. You would think any non-vet person would be required to have supervision while being in a tank, right? Like, if they're allowed in the tank at all. Yeah, someone who's not, like, a trained professional for dealing with the animals. Like, when you swim with the dolphins anywhere, you swim with someone. Exactly. They don't just, like, throw you in the pool with the dolphin. Because then you get get dry humped like Hank Hill. Um, (laughs) A dolphin confrontation. What if Joey and Jesse... What if Joey and Jesse either started, like, fucking each other or killing each other in there and no one could stop them? (laughs) They would do it in the middle of dinner. It would be the best dinner ever. That would be pretty good. I would watch it. Yeah, right. At least we don't have to watch yeah, another so. of those cartoons things that <laughs> Joey hallucinates. My my ahead, notes simply said, "This is dumb for numerous reasons." <laughs> I just in my note, I just said, "This is stupid," and that's all. And I'll just have you note that that's the second time I've written for this episode. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> Um, so what is uh, Jesse's uh, uncharacteristically hot wife doing while he's trapped in an underwater bubble with an idiot? She is waiting patiently at the lagoon so, for him to show up. Is the lagoon a real place? 
Yeah, it's the body of water that is like and you can take. You have to t- in order to get to Magic Kingdom, you either take the monorail or you have to ride a boat to cross the lagoon. And the Grand Floridian Hotel is also on the lagoon, and you can take a boat from Magic Kingdom to Epcot that drops you off on the world, the international side of Epcot. And you can also do private boats on the lagoon. That's I don't know about that. At that a might dock be that a no one else full... is at except a couple mascots. <laughs> yeah, right, right. What are that they may, doing That on may the well dock? be a, a conceit of the full uh-huh. house. What are Chip and Dale doing at the dock? Do they have a special shipment yeah, coming exactly. in? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> from, from, from a certain warthog named Pumbaa <laughs> <laughs> that might be shipping it in from the West Thank Coast. Thank you for folding together a creation <laughs> <universe>. <laughs> I mean, it's question is what is rebecca criminal gonna do what, did she bring her picnic basket yeah, yeah. From her home? Picnic basket from and then later Jesse said it's with... his picnic basket i don't know you have to picnic on your home turf now when i travel by car yeah. take a little picnic basket so you can have like Correct. food on they the have road like, you can eat bread they have the, the stereotypical like i am on a picnic picnic basket and it's, it's presumably filled with food yeah, it's an oversized they get this, picnic they're on basket, vacation <laughs> Huge. It looks big in Chip and Dale's Muppet hands. Uh-huh. Is this, you guys, the new Chip and Dale movie? Is this it? Just them with yeah. convicted <laughs> criminals? Yogi Bears bit. This is big. Yeah, so he's not going to show up, so she hands over the picnic basket. Yeah, the mascots, what's going on there? Like That seems very unprofessional of them to like eat a guest food. Well, Doc David, they are not doing professional <laughs> stuff right now. Well, we we see them eating later, and they're not actually eating, so I'm wondering how that works. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, so are we supposed to believe that there's sweaty little people in there, or is it, or am I believing that it's just a soft, baggy chipmunk? <laughs> <laughs> Which one am I going for? Because they eat like they are a giant chipmunk. Yeah, I know, and then, but they, they don't, like, take their... You know, mask off or whatever. There. It would be so weird if they did, and it's just two weird sweaty dudes, <laughs> yeah. and they're like kissing and eating. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the aquarium. Um, Jesse is talking to someone, I guess, about getting out. Yeah, which is which you think you know, it would be just like standard they, protocol, but okay. <laughs> right. right. Oh, you wanted to get out of the aquarium? <laughs> we didn't anticipate that. Um, they end up swimming up to the surface yeah. again. It Joey's feels like a, well, this okay. Is so not... Joey's being a baby about it. Then Jesse's like, "You got to man up and do it," and then he just does. But then as they're yeah, swimming up to the surface. Joey's like, we're not going to make it, we're not going to make it. And then Jesse says, well, we made it. He's like, I told you we're going to make it. Which is all dumb anyways. But how are they even talking? They're underwater. Hmm. Right, and right. They have exactly. a mental link together. Uh, <laughs> they connected their hair and yeah. now they're in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so James so Cameron do you think it is episode off. Yes, that's where we got those sweet ideas. So this is the part where I'm like, what the fuck time is it? Is it like 6 p.m.? I know, I know. <laughs> well, this like, is where we're doing the math still, right? Like, Right, right. So this is, this is like, let's say their drive time radio show goes from 11 until 3. Mm-hmm. They fucked around in this tank because they didn't have an exit strategy for like an hour. So now we're no up to like helped. four in the afternoon, maybe okay, five in okay. the afternoon. Uh, uh, 
Also, yes, there are sharks in that tank. I'm sure that if you got in that shark's face, it would maybe bite you. But it's not like they have yeah. man-eating great no. white sharks. Yeah, that's, no, that's not tanks. a great white shark, and that shark is not paying a single bit of attention. Bit to of you, attention, yeah. yeah. But you guys, if a shark ate Joey, that would I mean, be really be nice. I mean, I was hoping when Joey was like, I ain't getting out of here. And Jesse would just be like, all right, see ya. <laughs> I got to go bang my hot yeah, wife. Exactly. Have fun. It's just Joey's and then his, <laughs> I just, there's, how do they get out of that? And then I, uh, anyway. Whatever. Okay. Any, anyway. <laughs> so Michelle is delivered to the tea party. And she says that, oh, now that I've gotten this tea party, I don't want to wish for this tea party anymore. <laughs> yeah, she tries to reneg on her wish. That's pretty... Uh... Right. I want to have my family here so that this tea party will be even more awesome. And I'm like, that's either the third wish <laughs> or no, you just don't get that. Yeah. Way to try to get more and be a monster, even when you're supposed to be learning this lesson about how you miss your family. But she gets her wish anyways. She gets her wish anyway, because this is where Mickey Mouse makes his appearance and he like marches the entire family in to see her. So this would be the point at which Danny and Vicky would have had to have crossed from Epcot into Magic Kingdom. Because mm-hmm. um, that's where they are for this this tea party. And I feel like Mickey Mouse should have better things to do, but whatever. Um, I guess this is their ruler for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny and Vicky give her this whole big lesson about how it's important to be a benevolent monarch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the one thing I did appreciate is they at least yell at her for walking off and didn't just be like, yell at Stephanie and DJ for letting her go or something, you know? Right. But they're also like, you shouldn't have walked off. But also... If you want people to do what you tell them yeah. to do, you have to give them a little bit of sugar with yeah, the spice. Exactly. Placate the masses. Give the proletariat some, uh, yeah, bread and circus. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that would be a good strategy if only the ruling class ever chose to employ it. <laughs> so Stephanie, the only one who can apparently see what's going on, is still rightly chuffed off about the whole thing, yeah. which I kind of love. Mm-hmm. Um, then Jesse comes across... Chip and Dale eating his lunch. Yeah. Um, this is where I, this feels like this took place earlier in the day and the tea party was later in the day, but whatever. Right. So then Jesse goes back to the hotel and convicted criminal Lori Laughlin acts like all butthurt that her husband has to do his job on his working mm-hmm. vacation. And he like, he looks did up at her from the though, lobby. You know. well, he, but she called him on the overpromise. Know, but like, it's still like, if you're going to double down on, no, I can do it. Then you don't. Maybe she's finally really realizing what a loser freeloader he is. Spoiler alert, she's not. (laughs) (laughs) Do we know where their children are? No. They have yet to appear in this episode. At some point, they mention Joey's babysitting them, but I don't know where that fits in with him being in the bubble and where the children were at that point, so I don't know. Yes, I I do not know who could have watched the children while all of the adults were either in or around the aquarium or waiting for them to come out of the aquarium. They just stuck them on the sky buckets. That takes like an hour. <laughs> Psych Disney World doesn't have sky buckets. They must be in Small World. Do you guys have Small World? Oh, yeah. Disney World's got Small World. All right. All right. But, you know, she's upset. But there's a big, giant piano <laughs> in the lobby of the hotel. Time to ruin all the guest time. <laughs> if there's one thing Jesse knows how to do, it's ruin everybody else's good time. Yeah. So he sits down and he sings her 
some sappy ass love song and then they go for a ride in a little boat and it's almost comical how like rinky dink the boat is in terms of it's like it's supposed to be this like crossfade from the grand romantic gesture of the song to riding in this boat and it's just this tiny little paddle boat the only one like are they i don't know it's weird whatever yeah yeah so then they everyone is watching a parade well isn't this after so they they leave the tea party they leave the tea party and then uh stephanie says she's just gonna bounce uh, that comes after this. Okay. So they leave the tea party. They are watching a parade, but not the parade. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. That for Michelle a is supposed I was like, to be. Is Michelle in. supposed it's to be in this? Different this, Despite the fact that this is an Aladdin-themed parade, <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is how Michelle got her crown in the first place. But they are at a, a Aladdin-themed parade, and it's basically just for the joke of some robotic camels spitting on Danny. Which is that a thing? But I this is... Ha- yes. Do they have camels? This is happening at MGM. This parade is going down the center of MGM Studios. Yeah. So they've now gone from Magic Kingdom to MGM for maybe the 5 o'clock parade. And even if you take out the distance traveled they had to take, it still has to be like five o'clock, right? Like just all the stuff right. that's been happening. This so, like this is a full's day's so like, worth okay, of stuff, right? Yes, this is after lunch. Yeah. This is clearly after everybody's lunch. Uh, we've had the we found Michelle. We've gone. We've taken the time to get over to the other park. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, maybe this they is like this the five p.m. Right? Mm-hmm. parade. They usually have like an early afternoon parade mm-hmm. and an evening parade. And then some kind of like fireworks thing at night. So this is like the later in the day parade. Okay, sure. So then Danny and Vicky and the girls settle in for the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, which is one of the the, the great things to do at MGM. Uh, Vicky Vicky gets paged. Haha, nineties <laughs> pagers. Mm-hmm. What's and her job? She's a reporter. She, yeah, um, she's like also a news. But I think she's more person. of like an investigative reporter. I thought, or I don't know. She's going to go investigate Disney real yeah, quick. Exactly. She's going to find that head. <laughs> yeah. So we get a little bit of the Indiana Jones show with DJ hallucinating Indiana Jones as Steve. So that gives the actor that plays Steve a chance to do a little bit of Indiana Jones cosplay for this portion of the episode. Um when it seems like he gets hit by the boulder, she's like, oh no, Steve! Yeah, she stands and up, yells every- it. Everyone yeah. just kind of pauses for her. Show. And then he kind of... And then they apply. Yeah, well then he comes out <laughs> and he's like, I'm alright. She's like, oh, Steve's not here. Then she sits down. Then everyone applauds. <laughs> like, like, I don't even know what they're applauding at that point. It was a good, like, 30 seconds after the guy, like, did his uh, prestige moment, you know. They let this sad teen girl ruin the whole show. Yeah, Do you think Steve had fun wearing the little hat? Also, at what point <laughs> is this actually just a medical condition for DJ when you when you're hallucinating <laughs> that hard and getting that far into it? It's not like oh, I keep just you know doing double takes or anything. Like she, right, she's totally right. caught into the idea that somehow Steve's up on stage. This is this needs to be evaluated. That's all I'm saying. Medical professionals need to be involved. Yes. So this is the point where 
uh, Stephanie begs off to go back to the hotel. She's basically like, I'm sick of living under the thumb of my oppressive well, I sister. It's I like need a break. 8 p.m., so she's not going to miss a whole lot at this point, right? <laughs> also, it's, it is getting long in the day. Uh, but this is now when Michelle realizes that she's being a bitch uh, herself, yeah. I guess. She didn't get that lesson she, earlier. She's the only one who picks up on the fact that the reason Stephanie's leaving is she's still mad at Michelle. Right. Right. Now everybody else says, "Ah, fuck it, let's uh, let's ride yeah, some rides." Because I say it's getting along in the day. Apparently, it's not because they still have a full day of rides ahead of them. So now they're back in Magic Kingdom. Uh-huh. So they've left MGM, which is where they all were. This group, DJ and Kimmy. Now they're back in Magic Kingdom because we distinctly see Kimmy airing out her shoes on the Flying Dumbos, mm. which is yes. a Magic Kingdom ride. Fun. <laughs> and it also looks like earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah it's bright out, what, you know, and it's yeah. They go to magic. There's no setting sun, too, right? So Stephanie. Yep. Yep. Without no Stephanie, yeah, without <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> that's when they go. Like they're just going on all Fuckers. the rides, and I guess you. To be fair, they get front line at or whatever. They get to skip all the lines, but still, it feels right. like yeah. this is a full day of rides. When I feel like it's already like five to six p.m. when this started, but right at best, yeah. at best. Um. Yeah. Then we so so they do the ride montage. Mm-hmm. Then between scenes, they get back to the hotel yeah. because the next scene opens with DJ and Kimmy walking down the stairs of the hotel. They're doing some like uh, awkward non-scripted patter where they're supposed <laughs> to be like, "Oh, then this part was awesome," and "Oh, I really loved when this yeah, happened," yeah. and like they never finish. Yeah, they like never finish anything because they don't have the word scripted for them, and they see. DJ sees Steve checking in at the front desk, but oh my god, it's actually Steve this time. He missed her too much. (laughs) He saw her in all of the food that he was eating because Steve eats a lot of food. He saw her in the cheesy fries at Sizzler. (laughs) And oh man, you guys, R.I.P. Sizzler. (laughs) Sizzler. But uh, if Steve could afford to have gone, why didn't he, I guess, is my I don't question. know. David, it's like you're looking at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Did he pay to get in? Would Does have, he have would money? have been better? He's, he's spending the same amount of money to get there, mm-hmm. whether he went at the beginning of the trip or the end of the trip. Wouldn't he have just had a better time if he'd gone from the beginning anyway? I guess he had to save one day's hotel. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. So outside the hotel, Joey talks to Stephanie and says that she's wrong to not bow to her sister's every whim. And the you're learning something now music comes on. And Michelle shows up with Snow White. Well, I was just conflicted because I think there is a little bit of a lesson that you just when you're there is a little bit here. It's like, yeah, shitty things can happen, but it shouldn't detract from when you can have a good time. Right. Like, you know, you can't let some stuff like she's at disney world there's a lot to do for her at that age it could be a really fun time but instead she's just mad about this one thing and it's like you can't change that at this point just focus right. on that at the same joe yeah joey's yeah. point is basically that that stephanie spent her day being mad instead of having yeah fun. and sometimes i think there's something to be said about it. you know when you have a chance right. to have fun maybe you should just have fun and not let other stuff weigh you down at the same time michelle's just the worst too so i don't know really. right right and what it's it's hard to so 
you should still have fun. But what, riding the carousel for the yeah, 15th fucking exactly. time? Yeah, I know, exactly. Like, she just wanted to go on goddamn Splash <laughs> Mountain, and it wasn't even like she had the opportunity to say, cool, you ride the carousel, I'll go yeah, ride Splash yeah. Mountain and have fun. Everybody's, everything's kosher. It's not just that she was mad the whole time that she missed out on being princess for a day. Mm-hmm. It's that she had to just do everything Michelle wanted her to do. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't have the chance to even have the kind of fun she wanted to have. But there was part of me where she's like, peace out, I'm going to the hotel. I'm like, how about you just go and ride yourself and just enjoy yourself? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. No one's worried about Stephanie getting kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. It was only Michelle. So she can go get a Dole Whip, do whatever mm-hmm. she wants. Again, edgier show, she'd just disappear and no one would notice. Yeah, exactly. That, that that's called Family Matters, Austin. Yeah, I meant like <laughs> just for the episode, yeah. not off the show forever. <laughs> that would be baller, too. But anyway, Michelle shows up with Snow White, um, who, I guess, princess for the day, whatever. That that The cast member probably needs to take a break at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, transfers her powers to Stephanie, which I guess is supposed to be some benevolent act. But it, yeah, here you go. My time as ruler is almost yeah, up exactly. and I've used all my wishes. You could be the princess now. Like, way to... Way to it's a little bit right. of a thought sacrifice. That But of course, in true Full House fashion, when you sacrifice something for somebody else it's never actually a sacrifice correct this is this is the trope that drove ryan bananas Mm -hmm. which is that like michelle has realized that she has hurt her sister and she tries to make amends by giving something up and then someone says wow michelle that was so good of you to have given that up here's the thing you gave up in reward (laughs) so she didn't actually give anything up because it Um. turns out yeah, her whole shitty family yeah, gets exactly. it too. She's like, because Ta-da. of how selfless, how awesome you are, Michelle, your whole family now gets it again. How selfless Bye. you were now at the end of the day when you pretty much didn't have much else to do <laughs> with your power anyway, you and everyone else in your family gets to ride on the parade. To be fair, she had one so then, wish, and her wish was to give the crown, so she probably could have gotten like a million dollars or something with that wish. <laughs> a million Disney yeah, dollars, I know. David. <laughs> so then we get the parade and this is the part where the timeline breaks because what the fuck well, parade is well, this the timeline was under a lot of stress to be at this point in yes mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. and what even is this parade thing because it looks like mickey mouse is like and roger abbott are wearing mardi gras hats <laughs> so, so i what's think what's happening i think it's a loosely themed a parade loosely themed around the um, uh, the the birds, the South American birds, right, the, the, pa- right, the, the package ones. films that they did in like the forties when Walt the and the animators, yeah, Ca- the three caballeros and Caballero. Jose Caracas, the the oh. Latin American parrot. Um, I think that's what this is supposed to be, so, but yes, also. Sense. Roger Rabbit is there because this was filmed in that small period of time when Roger Rabbit was still around. Remember when they would promote him? Wow. Yeah, that was great. Do you think this was an actual parade at Disney World? Yes. How else could they have gone? I mean, according to the Gruel Orphans, it was. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I I got that. That that everybody that's like lining the streets were actual Disney people who are watching this parade. And I think knew that Full House was filming, and so they were. They were told that the, the like, cast would be in the parade, and they. Get the... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's 
just bonkers yeah. how the timing and all of this works. So they're in the parade. Um, and then, David, this one is for your wife, but I thought their parade waves were all pretty terrible. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was just amazed that Disney also sprung for a wardrobe for all of them to get into. <laughs> <laughs> right? They all have their, like, yeah, their, uh, their loud Hawaiian shirts on. And yeah, stuff. and, like, Michelle is dressed as Snow White, and Stephanie is uh, Cinderella, I believe. And, mm-hmm. yep. and I'm like, I, they probably didn't did they bring those dresses themselves and it just worked out that way or Disney just provided them with the right sizes? I don't know. I guess. So, uh, yet, where are the kids? Maybe on this parade? They were. I, don't... I think they, I think okay. uh, Jesse and Rebecca were holding them and like okay. waving. They were like the first people you saw on the parade. Gotcha. So like, you if you're like someone really that. excited to see the full house cast at the parade, so you're at Disney World, the first thing you'd see is those like troll children and you'd be like, oh, Make, well, this is a waste of my <laughs> yeah, time exactly. and money. Um, there you go, get in line for Splash Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been a long 38 hours, <laughs> but night has finally fallen. Wow. And everyone is crowded outside the castle, and they really seem excited for Jesse and the Rippers and their unique brand of outdated dad rock covers. Yeah. I did say that they're all dads, okay? And they all have a guitar, but there's only one microphone. I like how Jesse's supposed to be like the cool hip guy, but a little edgy. He's got the leather and they're the Rippers. And they're fucking singing the hippie, hippie shake. Like, what? <laughs> and he's trying to act like it's tough and cool while singing it. And it's like, it's, it, yeah. it, it doesn't work. <laughs> If you came to Disney and the nighttime entertainment was something that you could see at any given bowling alley <laughs> bar at any given weekend, mm-hmm. how pissed would you be so, if that's what the nightly entertainment so was? Did well, you have information similar to the parade? Was this an actual concert that John Stamos put on <laughs> at Disney World? Um, I don't know I if say I yes can to, to that too, but I don't know. I don't know if I can confirm that, but I would have to assume that it is. I mean, I'm sure. I bet, he like, maybe it, they like didn't he, amplify it. Yeah. But he was this was, this was certainly around the time that his fucking forever single yeah. was actually, oh like, appearing on the charts and shit. Oh my god, that charted? Oh my god. I mean, I don't know if it charted highly, but I'm okay. pretty sure. Like, <laughs> It had a number attached. I, I think it existed outside the context of the show for a period yeah. of time. He has uh, this like forced, gentle bad boy way of singing. It really does like suit the themes of the series. <laughs> uh, according to the Gruel Orphans, the parade that they're on at the end is the 20th anniversary surprise celebration parade, aka Party Gras. Yeah, all right. Wow. You're right. That's You're why. Right. Uh, that's why it is like the Mardi Gras. So yeah, I don't know if this was an actual uh, John Stamos concert, but it probably is. Because then, so he does his like hippie hippie shake song, yeah, and, and Joey sm- is yeah. broadcasting with Snow White. Which just I don't know. We, this this For episode has gone on too long. I I've got questions there too. <laughs> Similar to them being underwater, is Snow White getting paid for the like? I guess. Is she on? How long is this show? Is she on for the entire thing? Is I don't know. She's still in her dress. Is she worn out from the day, like being a mascot for twenty six hours straight seems, or whatever this day it is? It seems like they're forcing her to hang out with Joey yeah. because she's hanging out with Joey. It's like and then she laughs at his like, joke well, just, and 
Right? That's... Is Walt just forcing her to, like, service their radio DJs at night? Yeah, I know. Nefarious. It's weird. <laughs> so then Jesse dedicates the next song to dreamers everywhere and his wife, convicted criminal Lori Laughlin. <laughs> this one goes to convicted criminals everywhere. <laughs> he sings, A Wish is a Dream Your Heart Makes from a giant piano, which is at least like a notable Disney song, mm-hmm. which is better than the Blossom episode ended on with its like weird random make love mm-hmm. song. You take that back about the party, yeah, Austin. Very much a classic <laughs> Disney song. I'm just saying, this is at least from the catalog. Which um, movie is it from? Uh, um, Pinocchio. No. Oh. Cinderella. No. Okay. Looks like we all need to revisit the classic. Cinderella yo White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Cinderella. When you wish upon a star is the is the Pinocchio one, right? That's, that's what also I'm wanting it to be, right? That's also about dreaming and wishing and, and right. whatnot. They but, love this that. is breaking me, but then we get fireworks, right? Yeah, so we get fireworks. This is how Danny proposes because he keeps getting interrupted by his chuckle fuck roommates, and so, it's really annoying every time how awkward it is. P.S. Yeah, yeah. So he puts like. Marry me, Vicky, in fireworks, and she's like, "Look, Danny, someone well, is asking Vicky to marry them. I'm Vicky." And he's like, "I'm someone. I mean, I'm Danny." So, how did he arrange this? <laughs> it doesn't. Well, it's a Photoshop filter, David. It's very clearly whatever the 1990s no, digital like, effects you is. You can't just like, call up Disney and be stand. like, "Hey, can you write this in fireworks?" Secondly, you can't David. write in fireworks like that at all, right? Like, right, David. <laughs> When you're King Regent, that <laughs> comes with a certain level of power that he chose to execute in this manner. I suppose. And he's like, oh, this is the princess's father. We have to uh, <laughs> adhere to his wishes to create technology that here too has not existed. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. actually exist. Because fireworks just don't work that so way. Big. If it was sparkled up on like a sign, you know, that's kind of how you simulate mm. the firework. But you can't just explode. Right words into the air it's a comic sans font like they did every fourth of july firework i go they try to do the smiley face and half the time it's upside down or you're seeing it sideways so it just looks like a line or whatever you know it's whatever that firework killed three children on the way down secondly you know then she says yes and then he's all excited then he turns and then you see that all the kids are already around him and then he's like she said yes and then they get excited like they were not in earshot of that entire conversation they were having. Yeah, that was the part that broke me more than <laughs> the impossibility of the fireworks words. <laughs> He's like, hey, everyone, she said yes. And they're like, everyone turns from where they weren't paying attention yeah, exactly. and be like, oh, that's great. Like, did you not see the giant fucking words in the sky? <laughs> They're like acting like they're giving them privacy I because guess. in that house they always have to pretend they're not running into that, each other. But see, that's time. a level of consideration none of these characters have ever shown before, so I don't know why I give it to them. True. That's true. So yeah, we get a little montage. Steve gets a little tongue from DJ. Yeah, Stephanie, Everybody gets horny all yeah. over again. You Stephanie guys, hugs what? her troll of a sister. Joey dances with the poor actress who has to portray Snow White. 
Uh, Timmy horns in on Prince Charming, who's also an actor, but he should feel darn lucky. And uh, where are the twins? Who knows? (laughs) Who cares? Indeed. I mean, so far, I guess if we're getting to our lessons learned, I mean, Disney Disney is horny land, I think is what we're learning. Like, right? And that's what they want to promote, too, is, you know, things things are going to get physical if you go to Disney World slash land. When the fireworks are going off, you better be nutting in your shorts. (laughs) Exactly. Disneyland. Be you teen, widower, or robot. Yes. President. (laughs) Disney is horny. You're going to be rubbing one lamp off, I tell you what. <laughs> well, that's what David learned. What did you learn, Carolyn? I want to take David's. No. <laughs> How about that sometimes when you work really hard to get a degree in animation, then you might have to draw fucking the objective <laughs> Alanis Morissette's Dave Coulier's skating. animated form. You have to draw Dave Couillet with your hands and get tired and draw his head being a stupid fucking basket. Can you imagine being a professional and that's your job? Goddamn. Oh, I, I learned just now that you can't explode words in the sky, apparently. <laughs> you didn't know that before, Austin? I did know that, but you phrased it so elegantly, David. <laughs> it was like learning it all again. You can't just explode yeah. words in the sky. <laughs> So yeah, that's our our trip to Disney World. Yeah, wow, this house. was a really thorough one. I feel like we spent four weeks in Disney I know. World. Yeah, that's the other thing I learned. Time has no meaning in Disney World, apparently. Yeah, that is um, for our podcast. It's also getting extremely long. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck with yours, David. <laughs> Uh, all right, David, uh, where can people find you online? You can find me acting like I know a first, the first thing about fireworks on Twitter at Dr. Bits, that's a doctor spelled out, and at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And Carolyn, where might we find you? Um, when I'm not doing Disney fingers on the Dumbo <laughs> ride, check me out online. I'm at Carolyn Main on Twitter, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. And you can email me and check out Pitch Please, my podcast and card game, and check out Redbubble. Get yourself an apron or towel or whatever. Carolyn Maine on Redbubble as well. So is it Disney Finger at Disney World as well, or does it have to be Disneyland? Oh, that's what would you call a Disney World finger? I don't know. I mean, they just Disney, Disney Fist. Yeah. No, yeah, you need like this? five of you know. No. You get, uh, it's like five parts. Yeah, exactly. A <laughs> oh my for god! Part, I am know? not. I'm not signing up for that. At all. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, no, thank you. That's for Austin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. As for me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Austin Gorton, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com, uh, ComicsXF, Comic Book Herald. Um, I've got a piece up on uh, Shelf Dust now, and maybe something on Pop First by the time this comes out. We'll see. Uh, as for the show, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at AVSE pod. You can uh, email us at uh, AVSE podcast at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page and uh, listen and download us 
uh, on our website, a very special episode podcast.com or on iTunes, Google play Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you like to get your podcasts for a very special episode. I am Austin Gorton and I am off to ride splash mountain alone without my family. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh, how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode Hall of fucking horny president. <laughs> That's where we always are. I wish. Yeah, what if Danny I tried to propose to uh, Vicky, but Lincoln got in there first? And <laughs> Oh my god, that would have been so awesome. <laughs> She's like, I All would, right. but I already said yes to Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this you? And that's the end of the episode. You up and spit you out. <laughs>